Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. You are more powerful than you think. Whether or not you are aware of it, your attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors can influence those around you. Today, we're talking about how you set the tone. Hey, teachers, have you struggled to balance your work life and your home life? Do you want to make a difference and still feel like you can be present and purposeful in your life outside of school? Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. This is not your typical professional development. We focus on you, not strategies to teach content. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators with the passion, knowledge, and experience to support you as you navigate the challenges of our profession. Are you ready? Let's get started. Today, we are starting with a quote, one that you may have heard before, but probably haven't thought about recently. Here goes. I have come to the frightening conclusion that I am the decisive element. It is my personal approach that creates the climate. It is my daily mood that makes the weather. I possess tremendous power to make life miserable or joyous. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or humor, hurt or heal. In all situations, it is my response that decides whether a crisis is escalated or de-escalated and a person is humanized or dehumanized. That quote is from High Ingenote, a child psychologist and a parent educator, and it gives us examples of the power we have to influence our environment. How do you influence the environment? It's through your attitude, your energy, and the way you show up. You are setting the tone for the attitudes and interactions in your space. When you set the tone, you not only have the opportunity to uplift your life, but also to uplift everyone around you. You have the power to influence your environment. You choose your attitude and you choose your response to the world. So many times we find ourselves in this position where we may not see ourselves as powerful people, but actually you are more powerful than you know. Your mindset influences how you react and it also influences how you present yourself to other people. And then that in turn affects your ability to influence those people around you. We've said this before in other podcasts, but if you choose to see the negative things in your life, you will see more of them. It's called negativity bias. Likewise, if you choose to focus on the positive things, you will notice more of the positive things around you. Really, every day you're making a choice about how you show up. 
Will you show up positive and energized or are you going to show up beaten down and defeated? Either way, your attitude is contagious. So let's look at some of our favorite suggestions that you can take to intentionally enhance your overall attitude and positive response to the world. First of all, you get to choose the stories you tell yourself. So you should choose them wisely because your stories influence your attitudes and your actions. I can give you an example of this that happened very recently. It's spring, and so we are all excited about spring weather. We had a massive snowfall, 12 and a half inches of snow. My first reaction was, this is ridiculous. The snow is really heavy. We have to shovel everything. School's closed. The roads are a mess. Oh, I can't believe this is happening in spring. But then on the other hand, I looked out at the snow and it is hanging on the trees and it is sparkling. It is stunningly beautiful. Then I looked outside and it was 45 degrees and the kids in the neighborhood were running and jumping and making snowmen in their spring jackets. And it just made me smile. We could have all this snow and yet the kids are playing in spring jackets. My attitude about the whole snow dumping thing just changed. You get to choose the story that you tell yourself. Another idea is Tony Robbins says that bad things will happen to us, but you can be upset about it for about 90 seconds and then it's time to move on. We're going to feel what we feel. Sometimes we don't even control that. We just grab that feeling. But I like that idea from Tony Robbins that you can just let it go, feel it and move on. You don't have to dwell there. Another suggestion that I absolutely love is to set an intention for how you want to be in the world. You can set this intention every day. It might even change. What kind of energy do you want to bring to each day? And then set an intention to get there. Personally, I have Gandhi's quote hanging in my office about being the change you wish to see in the world. Some days I may want to see lots of learning going on. So the intention I want to bring is setting a tone of learning for everyone around me. Maybe it's about peace. Maybe there's a day where I just feel like everyone around me needs some peace in their life, but I'm going to set an intention to be that peace so other people can feel that as well. Think about the energy you want to bring each day and set an intention of how you're going to do it. Another suggestion is to just appreciate the small things. This sort of goes back to the snow example. Notice the good things that are happening around you in your environment. Notice the good in the people around you. When you're looking for that positive, you're going to see it. When you look for all the silver linings, they're there. Decide that you are going to appreciate those small things each day, and you'll be amazed how many there are. Now let's take some time to think specifically about what kind of energy and attitude that you want to bring into your work life. What will you bring with you into the classroom and into the school? You set the tone and your tone is catching. Students will mirror what the teacher presents. If you say, open your books to page 89, take out a pencil, no talking. You can imagine what kind of response you get. But if you say, I'm so excited to share this with you today because I know you're going to find it so useful. We're going to talk about how to make people listen to what you have to say 
when you write? Which one gets you most engaged? Which one gets the students most engaged? Your tone sets the way that the students are going to show up and what they're going to do and their motivation and their attitude. If we establish a tone that shows a love of learning, students will follow suit. If we're negative and confrontational and that's the tone in the classroom, then students will respond with the same. In an earlier podcast, Michelle, you mentioned something that I thought was so powerful and we've talked about many times is living your life by design and not default. It sounds so simple, but it's so meaningful. That applies to setting the tone in your classroom. Set the tone in your classroom by design and not default. Be intentional about the tone you're setting, not just falling back on the tone that is set by other people around you. Maybe there's a tone in your school culture that you don't love. You don't have to follow that tone. You get to set your own tone. For me personally, I have a post-it on my desk that says, I set the tone. And it serves as a visual reminder to me that I set the tone for every encounter. I've had that on my desk for over 20 years. It says, I set the tone. And I have to remember that every time someone walks up to me to start a conversation, I set that tone. Every time a student doesn't turn in work that they're supposed to turn in, my response sets the tone. It goes back to that initial quote. I can humanize someone or dehumanize someone. I can hurt. I can humor. I can heal. I set that tone. And that post-it with just those few words is my visual reminder every day. If you are a person who needs a visual reminder, I would suggest that you write that on a post-it and set it by your computer, set it by your planner. We're both really big about having lots of visual reminders. We have signs on our desk and signs on our walls. We write notes in our planner because it's really useful. So there's a little tip for you. It takes about two seconds to write little notes to yourself, but we both find that it's really effective and we're surrounded by them. In setting the tone, another thing to think about is if venting at the moment will solve anything. I follow this up with Michelle saying that we put these post-its all over because lots of times our post-its are reminders to see the good things. That doesn't mean we don't ever get to vent. It doesn't mean we don't ever get to have those times where we sit with a colleague and we cry or we complain. But when you're setting the tone, you need to decide if venting at that moment and with that person will solve anything. So imagine you just had a really bad encounter with a student and you're walking in the hallway and you pass another teacher and that other teacher says, oh, hello, how are you today? You have two choices. You can say, great, thanks, good, how about you? Or you can stop and just start unloading about the student you're really frustrated with. I am not fine at all. Johnny has me so upset. Here's what he did and I just can't take it and now I'm angry. And then you've got to move on to the next thing because you just passed in the hallway and you're doing your own things. Later, Johnny comes up to you and he apologizes and he explains the situation and you realize you misinterpreted it. You have everything solved with Johnny, but that teacher you vented to in the hallway who's going to potentially teach Johnny next year now has a bad tone in their mind about Johnny and they don't know the whole situation. You have to decide, was it really worth it? Was it worth it to vent in that moment and to that person? So when you're setting the tone, you have to decide that. Ultimately, when you show up to work each day, you need to make sure that you are setting a tone that matches your values and your beliefs. I want to share 
a fantastic example of that showing up in a way that matches your values and beliefs and that sets a tone. And this is not a school example, but that doesn't mean that it's not a fantastic example. So I'm going to read to you one of my favorite stories. It was originally told by Harvey McKay. You will quickly see the power that you have when you can set the tone. I was waiting in line for a ride at the airport when a cab pulled up. The first thing I noticed was that the taxi was polished to a bright shine. Smartly dressed in a white shirt, black tie, and freshly pressed black slacks, the cab driver jumped out and rounded the car to open the back passenger door for me. He handed me a laminated card and said, I'm Wasu, your driver. While I'm loading your bags in the trunk, I'd like you to read my mission statement. Taken aback, I read the card. It said, Wasu's mission statement, to get my customers to their destination in the quickest, safest, and cheapest way possible in a friendly environment. That blew me away, especially when I noticed that the inside of the cab matched the outside. It was spotlessly clean. As he slid behind the wheel, Wasu said, Would you like a cup of coffee? I have a thermos of regular and one of decaf. I said jokingly, nah, I'd rather prefer a soft drink. Wasu smiled and said, no problem. I have a cooler up front with regular and Diet Coke, Lassie, water, and orange juice. Almost stuttering, I said, "Uh, I'll I'll take a Lassie. Uh, I've never had one before. Handing me my drink, Wasu said, if you'd like something to read, I have Good Housekeeping magazine. Reader's Digest, The Bible, and a travel and leisure magazine. As I were pulling away, Wasu handed me another laminated card. These are the stations I get and the music they play if you would like to listen to the radio. And as if that weren't enough, Wasu told me that he also had the heater on and asked if the temperature was comfortable. Then he advised me of the best route to my destination for that time of day. He also let me know that he'd be happy to chat and tell me about some of the sights, or if I preferred, he would leave me with my own thoughts. Tell me, Wasu. I was amazed, and so I couldn't help but ask him, have you always served customers like this? Wasu smiled into the rear view mirror. No, not always. In fact, it's only been in the last two years. My first five years of driving, I spent most of my time complaining, like all the rest of the cabbies do. And then one day I heard about the power of choice. Power of choice is that you can be a duck or an eagle. If you get up in the morning expecting to have a bad day, you'll rarely disappoint yourself. So stop all the complaining. Don't be a duck. Be an eagle. Ducks quack, quack, quack and complain. Eagles soar above the crowd. That hit me right, said Wasu. He continued and said, it's all about me. I was always quacking and complaining. So I decided to change my attitude and become an eagle. I looked around at the other cabbies and their drivers. The cabs were dirty. The drivers were unfriendly. The customers were all unhappy. So I decided I needed to make some changes. I put in a few at a time. And when my customers responded, well, I did more. I take it that it has paid off for you, I said. It sure has, Wasu replied. My first year as an eagle, I doubled my income from the previous year. And this year... I'll probably quadruple it. My customers call me for appointments on my cell phone or leave me a message on it. Wasu made a different choice. He decided to stop quacking like the ducks and start soaring like the eagles. Have an eagle life ahead. 
I love that story because it really shows that you can make a difference. You can choose your attitudes and your beliefs, and then they're shared by what you do and what you choose to do in the world. Others will pick up on it. I think about that New York cab experience. I've had that experience with the grumpy old guy in the cab who's all growling at you. It doesn't set a good tone. When you run into someone and you realize that it's such a positive environment, you want to be a part of that. And you also want to be more like that. So I stop and say, what kind of story will you tell? What kind of tone will you set? To recap our podcast today, we leave you with this message. Whether you are aware of it or not, your attitudes and beliefs and behaviors are influencing those around you. You set the tone. You set the tone for your own life, for your classroom, as part of your school culture, and in your interactions with others. You get to set a tone that aligns with your values and your vision. And in doing so, you are more powerful than you think. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to decide what tone you want to set and how you will set it today. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going if you want to DM us or send us an email. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would go into your podcast host, wherever you listen to podcasts, and write us a review or leave us stars. Reviews will help other teachers to find us and help us to build a strong community of inspired teachers. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers. Or head to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com, for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.